Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. We can clearly see that the most affected country at the moment around the world, uh, it was obviously China, uh, but the most affected country now is certainly Italy. And not just by the amount of cases they have, but sadly by the amount of debts they have. And a lot of that is cultural as well. It's to do with Italians, and I suppose, in the way they live together and the way they interact together and the elderly population. But there was a great article uh, by an author in The Guardian that I spotted, and it was Francesca Malandri. And she joins me on the line. Francesca, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you. Hello. Uh, you're an author and a writer, and you wrote this wonderful kind of open letter, stroke blog, stroke whatever way we want to word it about. It's almost like time travel because we can look into the future because you're already in the future. You're two weeks in the future, essentially living in Rome um, as to where the rest of Europe is at the moment, I suppose, because you guys were hit hardest and earliest uh, by this. And firstly, what's it like in the situation you're in at the moment in, in Rome? Obviously, there's a lockdown at the moment and you're kind of t- nearly three weeks into it now. I mean, how does that feel now? Yeah, uh, yeah, next, uh, I think t- tomorrow will be three weeks that mm. we're in lockdown here in Rome. Uh, you know, you must consider that, as you know, Italy is a long piece of land in the middle of the sea. So uh, there are basically three zones, really, in which it's now divided. Yeah. I am in Rome, as I said, which is the center, and we're not really in the epicenter of the main catastrophe or tragedy. Which will be north, which northern Italy, up- yeah, yeah. Exactly, in Lombardia, and especially now, the real tragic situation is in Bergamo, a city not far from Milan. Um, yeah. can, I, can, the, can I ask you, Francesca, why do, yeah. you, why do you think so many people, apart from the fact we know there's an elderly population, uh, rather mm-hmm. older, but I mean, they have a great health service in Italy. They were always known to have one yes. of the best health services in the world, in they fact. Yeah. And why do you think, we've now over 10,000 people dead in Italy. Yeah. Why do you think that well, is? I can really not give you an answer, and I also, so to speak, do not want to give you my opinion because my opinion is actually worthless. I mean, I'm just a writer, and this is something that epidemiologists, virologists, healthcare experts are really looking into, and they are puzzled that they're coming up with ideas. And, and you know, I am mm. not competent enough to give you an answer on what is indeed uh, uh, a pressing question because mm. everybody's trying to understand what has gone wrong. And again, you know, the fact that uh, the, both the contagion rates and the death rates in Italy are so different among the, these zones that I was telling you about. Yeah. Uh, it's probably something that doesn't have to do maybe with the whole uh, national healthcare system uh, of Italy, which, as you say, is really one of the best in the world. We're always rated up there with yeah. uh, Germany and France. So it's something we're very proud of, actually. Okay. Very democratic, very inclusive, very cheap, very good. Um, but it's something that is happening in that particular region. Okay. There, th- something has gone horribly wrong, but I okay. really do not want to go into Okay, but that's fine. Well, that's fine. I, okay, well, yeah, let, me, yeah, let me get to what yeah. you wrote in The Guardian, and you talk about this, that basically, you know, you can look from the future, so to speak, and you're looking yeah. at other countries who are kind of in the past, about two weeks in the past, two and a half weeks in mm-hmm. some cases in the past. Yeah. And I suppose advice that you can give people who, like Ireland, for example, on, I'm not sure if you're aware, but on Friday we introduced measures which are similar to yeah. a lockdown, not quite as strict. Not quite as strict, yeah. yeah but, we, but we're but we still pr- pretty much housebound, only 
only essential journeys, two kilometers from your house if you want to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And 90% of businesses, 95% of businesses are closed. Uh, just essential services and shops and pharmacies open. So three weeks into it, what advice would you have for people to occupy themselves during this difficult time? Oh, <laughs> well, uh, as I also write in the letter, you know, there are, not everyone is in the same situation. And uh, I, I really want to stress that class and personal situations really make the whole difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are a privileged person, like I personally am, for instance, you know, I'm a writer and I'm used to staying home. That's where I work. Yeah. I have not stopped working because of the lockdown. In fact, I, I have even more time than before. Uh, but that's not the case for many people who have seen their jobs disappear. And with that, literally, the means to pay the bills and even food next month. So, you see, it's a very, very different situation. So, uh, giving a general advice would be very difficult. Some people are so worried so, you know, yeah. um, really having a hard, hard time. Um, but you will find, according to your article, that you will eat more. You'll suddenly develop yes. lots of social network groups. <laughs> um, you'll start yes. looking up uh, apocalyptic literature. Um, yes. No, you don't want that. You don't want no, you can no. it out, but then no thanks. No thanks. Yeah, the eating is going to, they do believe a lot of people are going to put on a lot of weight over the, the show because as well as being bored and playing board games and playing video games and watching TV, we're kind of going to the fridge a little bit more so probably are yeah <laughs> and eating crappy food well, I think the great winners of this situation is the online trainers who, whose videos are being now watched and downloaded <laughs> by yeah. all the world and I am too I'm trying you know like everybody trying to move a little in, in my house and in my apartment um, and some are good very good so are you allowed are you allowed to go for a walk in Rome by the way can you go for a walk not a walk I've Per se, I am allowed to go shopping to buy food and staples. And you have to get a letter. Do you have to get a letter to do that or something? No, no. Well, not to go shopping, not to the supermarket and not to the vegetable market. No, not that. Okay. If I go, my my shopping cart, I think, is proof enough that I'm actually doing that. Okay. I would need uh, an authorization, a self-certification, as they call it to go further away than, I think it's also about two kilometers. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. But anyway, it's, okay. there's a range beyond which I'm not allowed to go. Okay. For instance, if I were to go and visit my mom, which I'm not doing now because she's elderly and I am a danger for her, so she's uh, somewhere else. If I were to go and visit her, I would need that self-certification because she's farther away than that. Well, maybe maybe for our listeners who haven't read the article, you could paraphrase a little bit of it and tell us a bit about what you were thinking when you were writing this. Oh, yeah. Well, I was, well, first of all, let me tell you how amazed I am at this global response. You know, I've been receiving messages. Uh, I've, been, <laughs> I've been overwhelmed and trying to catch up with all the messages coming from literally all countries in the on the planet. Now, as of now, but it's constantly changing, it's been translated into 20 languages. Yeah, including Malayalam and uh, Bangla and uh, whatnot. Yeah, I think it's in three um, newspapers here today. By the way, just, just to let you know. <laughs> right, right. It's really making the rounds. And, yeah. Um, uh, my main impression is that you know I wrote it um, one evening because I was asked by the newspaper Liberation in France to write a piece. Um, a, a letter from Italy because they were just going into lockdown so they wanted to know you know what advice can we, or what thoughts can we as Italians so it was really a letter to the French who are slightly less apart from us than you the Irish are yeah. I think in this time then they are closer maybe just a week behind us um, and it was very personal it, it came out very fast very 
I don't know, very from the heart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean very, I'm looking at something here that talks about you will miss your adult children like you never oh, have before. Yes. And, that is a very personal thing, as you mm. can imagine. Uh, uh, that is the first time since they were born that we do not know when we will hug each other again, when we will actually see in person again. Yeah. Anybody who has children can certainly relate to that. It's very... It's yeah. very simple. It's not yeah. very sophisticated, but it's very simple. And, and I personal. suppose we appreciate so, that access that we have to each other, the liberation that we have um, on a permanent basis. We kind of tend to appreciate it now more that we don't have that oh, liberty. Yes. Are you uh, thinking as much as I am, what would this lockdown be if we didn't have all this interconnected... Social uh, media. Interconnection. Exactly. Technologies. You know, and I'm living my life now. I'm having much more of a social life than I ever had. I'm constantly on Skype, on Zoom, on WhatsApp. And uh, I'm also because, you know, people are so worried. We're all in this state of anxiety and uncertainty. Mm. So we all want to check with each other. How are you? How are you? So we keep on, you know, calling each other. And, 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 and you mentioned that as well. Old uh, resentments and falling outs yeah. will seem irrelevant. And you'll call people yes. you said you'd never yes. call again. Yes, in the great order of things, something suddenly very clearly look as petty as they, in fact, always were probably, but now you can see it. Yeah. And have you called, have you, Francesca, have you called anybody that you said you'd never call again? Well, I fortunately don't have anybody I thought I would never call again, which is (laughs) a good thing. Yeah. Uh, The the person I'm living with uh, did. Right. uh, Which, and it was quite a moment uh, for both the color and the call. There was something, you know, something emotional, and which is why, that, that's why I wrote that line. It's not something I lived personally, but something I had. Yeah, and also, also you mentioned as well that the supermarket, of course, becomes a social event. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I know, slightly different in Italy. <laughs> but of course, you get to spot people and actually talk to exactly. other human beings and face-to-face, yeah. Exactly, although... Oh, at distance. Distancing rules. Yes. Not, you can't hug, but at least you can wave your hand to someone actually You there, can see like a real human being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, like we never thought we'd have these conversations. I mean, I never no. thought I'd have this conversation no. in my lifetime. Never, 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 never. And there is, you know, of course, the, the main thing about this all thing is it's a tragedy. It's a catastrophe. It's bad. But then there are also many absurd paradoxical, even funny things. Like, for instance, a friend of mine <laughs> told me that she was fighting with her husband for the right to go down and uh, to, to go and put out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is something we just never want to do, is it? No, no, no. That's not, you know, really shouting at her husband. It's my turn. <laughs> I'll do it. I said I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, we're, the, the way we're doing things online, which could be part of our future, by the way, as well. Our children are now being schooled online, and you know, and mm-hmm. it's our job to be essentially the teacher's assistant and sit down and correct yeah. their homework and stuff like exactly. that because the teacher's not around to do it. Unfortunately, uh, I suppose you'll try not to think about the tragedy of all this as well, which is sadly yeah. the deaths. We try yeah. not to. We try to block that out of our mind, don't we? I think that's healthy. I mean, that's a healthy coping thing. Yeah. Death is not something we humans really enjoy thinking about. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. So we have to keep on living, don't we? And and I suppose there's a, there's a this kind of solidarity and this level of community yes. that everybody 
is after this for the once once time only because every time I talk on this show we're talking about say housing crisis we're talking about healthcare problems mm-hmm. we're talking, and everybody has a different view and a different point of view and yeah. a different goal but whereas with this we all have the one goal so we all mm. want the one solution which is when will it all end and how can we yeah. help to make it end exactly this is in a way awesome it's something literally it provokes awe <laughs> yeah. I am in awe at all of this I am uh, amazed uh, at the um, resonance that, for instance, that's my personal case. My experience, for instance, the sentence you mentioned about having the children, other children, away. Uh, so many of the messages I got was exactly this. Yes, I can feel that too because my children are also far away. So yes, it's a shared experience of yeah. people all over the world. You know, we all are. Uh, we all have our affections. We all have our needs. And at some basic level, that's, like you say, that's what we need to live in peace, to have our loved ones around us and connected. That's really what we all need. Yeah, and we've seen such inventive ideas for bringing people together. Like, you know, we saw in Italy, for example, people singing from the balconies and yeah. <laughs> all this. And there's a lot. And we had last week, we had a guy on the air who was doing bingo in the local uh, <gasps> flats. Okay, so oh, really? he, yeah, yeah. So he was calling the numbers and everybody was on their balconies with their books, right? Which I thought was really <laughs> right. inventive. So all this kind of bringing people together. And also, I suppose the devil makes work for idle hands. That We're going to have a lot of children born in about nine months time. And a lot of divorces. I think these are going to be the two main outcomes. <laughs> and no infidelity. No infidelity because husband and wife oh, no. can't leave no. the house to see the mistress. Yeah. One does feel for the clandestine lovers in this situation. How, the poor things. How do they go along? <laughs> how do they manage to keep on their, their, their hidden relationships? No way. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, when I, when I said as well, we can see going forward when all this ends and it will end you know thankfully it will come to an end at some point that I said the world wouldn't be the same but I don't necessarily mean Mm. that in a bad way I think in a very positive way that we will have gone through something that probably no other generation will go through and hopefully won't go through for a long time we've gone gone through something that brought us all together you know nobody knows and uh, of course what you just said is a thought that we all have like this experience Especially in the West, we're so used uh, at uh, thinking of ourselves as just individuals, at the most our family or our friends. But this thing has really uh, forced us to see ourselves as part of a community. Uh, my health is not just something about me, it's also about the rest of, of the, the place where I live. Yeah. So we're all together in this. And this is, as you say, a, a very unique experience at a high cost, of course, but which uh, in a way is a very positive experience. My fear is really about the consequences of the economical uh, aspects of all of this. Of course, um, yeah. The economy in everywhere. I mean, the world is going to be in a terrible recession very soon. This is, I don't need to be an economist to know this. And that is what. Yeah, a lot of, people, a lot of people have temporarily lost their jobs. So a lot of people will yeah, lose their jobs yeah. permanently. And, yeah. and it might take so some time this, for that to come back again. Yeah. And again, uh, Hopefully, the hope is that this um, sense of commonality of solidarity, which you mentioned, is applied immediately as a first thing to solve these economic problems and not uh, the old way with, uh, you know, neoliberalism, uh, yeah. uh, tough, tough capitalism solutions, which have not worked in the past and which probably would even work even less now. So if that solidarity is applied also to the means of, solving the huge problems that the world will face after this, 
that could be something. Yeah, that and I was, and you know what? I'm not a fan of socialism, but in saying that, I don't believe it would be socialism that will solve it. You're right; it's solidarity, which is very different. And solidarity, I, yeah. yes. And I think the yeah. governments of the world, including the European Union, um, the United States of America, of course, and the rest of the world, when we talk about the, ec- the people who run the economics of the world, they need to mm-hmm. come up with a good plan and think outside the box. Uh, essentially, exactly. we need, if we need to start printing money and giving it to people to get them back onto the ladder again and get them back into their old lifestyles again, I think we need to do that. Whatever it takes. And as you say, the European Union is really a crux of this whole uh, solution mm-hmm. thing. Uh, it's not behaving particularly well in these last days. But, you know, to all my friends who say, ah, the European Union is dead because they're behaving so badly, I always answer because, you know, I'm a pathological optimist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, it's a good way to be, yeah. I, I think <laughs> but be. Uh, I'd rather be that than the opposite. So, mm. um, what I always answer is, as, again, we don't know. So let the unfolding of things unfold. It's really too early to give up on anything, even the EU. It's, it's much too early to say, ah, oh, it's a failure. It's, uh, it's problematic. It's complicated. It's difficult. And there are huge, huge uh, problems which have to be solved. But that's what we can do. Look for the solution rather than, the, you know, stating the failure. That's okay. slightly too easy, probably. Well, look, it's a wonderful read. Uh, it's in The Guardian. I think it's in uh, one or two other newspapers as well. Helena, was it in, it was in The Irish Times today as well. And, oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. I love Ireland a lot. Uh, you must know that I really love Ireland a lot. I've come there many times and I've also uh, been on a writer's retreat in Ireland. So really... Uh, I and I believe your profile, your profile picture was actually, actually taken in Kerry. It is. Okay, yeah. in, yes, exactly. Exactly. In Kilraelic. It's a wonderful writer's retreat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I think you could sit there, you know, happily in the Ring of Kerry and get great inspiration for writing. It's a wonderful mm-hmm. place and a beautiful place. But it listen, was. It was a great experience. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I wish you well and, and keep oh, safe. Listen, well thank too. you very much yeah. indeed. All right. Stay safe. There you go. There's uh, Francesca Malendria, who is an author and writer. And that article, by the way, is in the Irish Times today. It also was in The Guardian yesterday. And it's probably in most newspapers, as she said, it's been translated into so many different languages this day, something that she didn't expect when she wrote it. But it's a wonderful piece and a wonderful piece to read, by the way. And it talks about everything and every aspect of what we're going through at the moment. Not so much uh, the deaths and the tragedy, but the way our lives have changed. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.